0: 2nd, 2018, that's when Ashley Rockwood, founder of Free Movement Shop, slid into A Sweat Life's DMs to basically ask, you guys want to be friends? And we did. This is Gina Anderson-Cohen, by the way, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life. And this week on We Got Goals, I get to interview Ashley Rockwood for the second time on this podcast. The first time was in 2019. We were just kids and you can hear it in the difference of our tone between the two interviews. You'll find the first interview in the show notes for comparison. Free Movement Shop is a concept Ashley conceived of after retiring from dancing professionally. She wanted to create a space for herself and fitness that she didn't see before. She got a really good deal in a former dry cleaning location and voila, the first pop-up had popped. You'll hear her speak to it, but since 2018, Free Movement Shop has lived in six different homes in six different Chicago neighborhoods. Ashley's family has grown to include a second tiny human too, which is a part of the free movement shop story. And you'll hear that from a community member in Cheesa. But one thing is true, Ashley Rockwood achieved most of her goals that she shared in 2019 and came out of the pandemic more profitable than before. But she also like most humans who set out to create community had a tough time doing it digitally after a while. For her, like many others, the pandemic was a time to streamline and get in touch with what resonates with your community, and Free Movement Shops community was looking for JOY, capital J JOY. And that's because the way Ashley and her crew teach is intuitively tied to happiness. A smile will stay on your face as you take class virtually or in real life, and I can attest to that as an untrained dancer. I used to say, not a dancer, but everyone with a body is a dancer. The first time I took class at Free Movement Shop, I was intimidated and worried that I would get the movements wrong or look like an idiot. I did get the movements wrong, and who knows what I looked like, but I had an incredible time. That's because Free Movement Shop is tapping into something that the New York Times recently put into an 8-minute joy workout. They based that workout on several movements that researchers identified as inspired by joy, like, and I quote, reaching your arms up, swaying from side to side like concert goers losing themselves in the music, other rhythmic movements such as bouncing to the beat or taking up more space, like dancers spinning, arms outstretched. These physical actions don't just express feelings of joy, research shows they can also elicit it. And even more powerful from that same New York Times piece, Another small study suggested the effects of so-called joy moves are stronger when you can see someone else doing the movements too, in part because happiness is contagious. So when you're ready to experience free movement shock for yourself, you can head to the show notes and use code sweat. that's F-R-E-E-S-W-E-A-T for a free class. Just visit freemovementshop.com, that's F-R-E-E-M-V-M-T-S-H-O-P.com. Now here I am with Ashley. This is Gina Anderson, co founder and CEO of A Sweat Life, and I am here with Ashley Rockwood, who created the Free Movement Shop. Ashley, how are you doing today?
1: I am so good. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me back.
0: I'm so happy to have you back. And it's a very special time on the We Got Goals podcast. We've been interviewing founders, creators, really thought leaders in the studio fitness space. And I think of you as all of those things. Um, But for our listeners who maybe haven't experienced it, let's start with the basics. What is Free Movement Shop?
1: So Free Movement Shop is a movement studio and community. We specialize in secretly getting people dancing, Uh, but our four modalities are dance, yoga, cardio, and sculpt. And really we're just allowing people to connect in the studio with their bodies, um, equipment free, and learn how to free themselves through movement.
0: I love it. And I have had the honor of being secretly forced to dance by you several times, uh, including but not limited to Ballet for Runners. Was that the class we did together?
1: That definitely was. It was Ballet for Runners. And I still think the video of that is one of my ultimate favorite uh, marketing materials (laughs) to date.
0: (laughs) I have to go back and find that because I just remember a lot of Uh, for the listeners at home, uh, I am gesturing wildly with my hands. Um, but I, I had a great time. I always have a great time with you. Um, let's talk about one key concept though, for free movement shop popping up. uh, You have, you started as a pop-up in a dry cleaning or a former dry cleaning location. Um, and you've continued to pop up in, in different and unique spaces and neighborhoods. So what's the deal with that? Why, why pop up rather than choose a permanent
1: location? Okay, so the reason that we started as a pop-up is because I was able to get a lease for four months in a really great location and I thought, okay, this is a really good way to test the market and one see if this is something that I want to do in my own personal life. Uh, I'm also now I'm a mom of two at that time I only had one one kiddo um, but it was a really good way for me to test some things out and then also, I continued to pop up because it was just a unique way to build brand awareness in different communities. And there was always excitement while it is stressful. There was always excitement <laughs> about the about reopening or where we were going or what was happening next or what the space would be and feel like. And so I think people really enjoyed um having new spaces and new territories to move in. And we have had six pop-ups to date. Um, and this last one, well the most recent one, is our longest standing. So we're really rooting down into more of a permanent space. But um yeah, it's been a really fun way to to build the brand and reach new people.
0: So I think we'll hear this throughout our conversation. But Ashley, one thing I've I've always like really admired about you and, and noticed in your work is that you have this instinctual like test and learn, um, very entrepreneurial spirit about you. Yeah, I would call you almost like an inventor <laughs> that way. Um, and and we can hear it sort of as you talk about like popping up to test it, test the market. Um, mm-hmm. See, if you wanted to do it. Yeah you've also tested a number of concepts too, yeah. um, throughout the years, um, as well as, as spaces. So you want to talk mm-hmm. through kind of where that comes from, how, you know, um, yeah. or where you learned it.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of times, so for me, well, okay, let me think about this. <laughs> um, being, being a dancer, I think we, When we are learning a new piece or we're working on a new concept, nothing is ever really set in stone. So we have this very, what is it today? What's our stage like today? What is the audience want to see tomorrow? Like this very, um, or is this not working? Is your partner having trouble with this part or whatever it may be. So this very working Always working, always molding model, and I love that about being an artist. I love that about being a dancer, and so I think some of that is innate in who I am, and just always wanting to continue to evolve and get better. And I think that when you are testing things out, that's how that's how you do it. Um, so, and then also maybe maybe it's a little bit of my like Gemini. Uh, Whackness, but I think that like some of some of my you know I have so many passions and I I'm always a yes person. If someone's like, "Hey, could we do this kind of class?" or like, "What would you think about like a Star Wars theme?" and I'm like, "Great, I love that idea. Why not?" So so I think that that's also you know just my eclectic personality. Um, and so far, so good.
0: Do you know what's your rising sign? I demand to know.
1: I'm not really great at this. All I know, I well, my me. okay. My birthday's June eighth. For anybody who wants to try and uh, unpack all of this, you need I your feel. Birth time. <laughs> I oh yeah, and it's a it's around eleven. It's I think okay. it's like it's not eleven eleven, but it's pretty it's pretty close. Which is like, of course. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my. That's my test and learn stuff. I think it's a little Gemini meets eclectic meets if something could be better, like let's make it better right now rather than like wait for it to not be great and then be like, "Poop, poop, this sucks.
0: Okay. <laughs> offline, I'm going to, I'm going to help you figure out your, your rising and your moon. Okay. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you mentioned it a bit here, but you danced professionally before um, venturing into free movement shop as well as just mm-hmm. like motherhood, et cetera. Um, yeah. can, can you talk me through like what that was like, where you studied dance, uh, anyone notable you danced with?
1: Sure. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, my dance career started at the young age of two years old. Um, I've been oh dancing gosh. for my entire life and it was definitely something that I knew right away. I wanted to, um, go i wanted to make a part of my life forever it was something that i i like envisioned as my career very very early on um and you know when i was 16 i, I got a job performing at kings island in cincinnati i did that for two summers theme park shout out to theme park life um <laughs> and that was very cool that was like my first professional um professional gig where i got to see oh you know i can get paid to like dance around and do what I love. Um so that was awesome and then I went to college for dance in Pittsburgh at Point Park University. Uh that's a conservatory so I studied all dance forms, um contemporary, commercial stuff, classical ballet, modern, jazz, blah blah blah, everything. And um from there I moved to Chicago to join a jazz dance company here Giordano Dance Chicago. I did that for a long time. That was like a, a large, uh, portion of my career. That's like touring, traveling all over the world, performing locally and a lot of, um, teaching and just everything that, um, every so many parts of who I am now and what I, what I bring into free movement shop. Um, it feels like they've been, they were like born out of some of the stuff with Giordano. Um, and yeah. And then I did some like operas. I did some theater. I did, I performed with the Chicago Symphony, the Lyric Opera, uh, Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, blah, blah, blah. And then a little known artist named Beyonce, um, clap, like claps, claps, claps. Um, and that was pretty, that was a moment when I thought, okay, if God forbid, if tomorrow I get hit by a bus, like I feel. Like I can hang up my dance shoes. That was the moment that I thought, okay, you know, I did it, and now I can be done. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a lo- It was a long. It was a long career, but also feels short. Like I retired when I was probably, I don't know, thirty-one or so, maybe in my thirties, which is like crazy to say. But
2: mm-hmm. I wanted to be a
1: mom, and I knew that I needed to kind of. Change course.
0: Yeah. Um, I I love this journey. Um it <laughs> do you watch New Girl,
1: Ashley? No, I don't watch anything except Peppa Pig. Oh. Except for <laughs> Peppa Pig. <laughs> <Bay. laughs> okay, great. You know that episode of Peppa
0: Pig? <laughs> <Bay>? No, for <laughs> our listeners at home, they're on New Girl. Um, there's this character Winston, who's like the people's character, everybody's favorite character. Um, but he retires from basketball. Um, and he has this moment where he's like, the basketball was like put in his hand as a baby and played basketball until retirement. And he was like, what do I do with my life now? Did you have that moment of like, what do I do with my life now?
1: Yeah. It's really, it's kind of crazy also because it's, it's not even, it's not even when you retire as a dancer, there's definitely still, I could tomorrow I could go back and change my mind. Right. You know, it's not like, Although, you know, Tom Brady has been retiring for six years, but like, yeah, it's not one of those things where it's completely over. So it's it, but you have to kind of decide, all right, I'm going to step away from this because it does require so much of your time and energy. Um, So yeah, I was thrilled. I was actually, I was really happy to just have a break, you know, because I had been focused on it and so like immersed in it for my whole life, that it was kind of like, okay, now I can b- take a break, breathe, and actually, like, think about what I want to do, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, and cut to today. Uh, yes. Free Movement Shop. You're in your sixth location. Yeah. Um, you've survived a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, oh boy. And Yeah, like, uh, uh. Um, but community has been like a really important piece of your business from from the beginning to now. How did you kind of build that in? Is that natural to you? How how has that kind of become a a piece of the mix?
1: Yeah, I think community is very very natural to me. Um, Basically, the reason that I started Free Movement Shop was I missed community in fitness. When I was dancing, I always had, you know, company class. We were, I never like had to work out. So it was kind of, I was always in a group fitness environment secretly. Um, and so when I made free movement shop, I knew that it was, it's something that required a connection to people. It wasn't going to be a thing where you could just show up and nobody would notice you and nobody would look, or you could just go into a corner. It's really about connecting and building community and, and like opening up space and holding space for people to move their bodies and be celebrated for that, which I think is you want to have a strong community to um, celebrate you. And that's really what free movement shop is about.
0: Yeah, I know your space has been used for for everything, Yeah, um, f- from obviously the classes you're hosting to mm-hmm. um, these specific theme classes, and you've mm-hmm. also started to kind of branch out. Um, but before we get to that, let's hear from a sweat life ambassador who loves free movement and the community you built.
2: Hi, my name's is and I found Free Women's Shop in 2018 and one of my friends wanted to find a dance class on class class. So we showed up late one day in the middle of the blizzard, and actually was awesome. It was the funnest dance class I've done in a while. Um so just kind of stuck to it. And what I love most about Free Women's Shop is that community. All the classes are amazing. There's like yoga, dancing is my favorite. Like There's also sculpt clusters, uh, figure eight. Everyone knows how hard that burns. And I actually also formed Goodfoot Run Club this year and I found more friends through there. So since Running Is my new found like sports that I love, I think that's a really perfect time for the community to come together and just work out different things. So yeah, I really love going there. Beginning of 2020, Ashley went pregnant and she was still teaching until like literally two days before giving birth. And then literally three or four days later, she came back and taught a class. And we were just all amazed, We had a baby. <laughs> and the baby was there. Little Parker, <laughs> she was such a good baby, did not cry. So was, the community is, like, amazing.
0: And we're back. Uh, so one of the things that I've loved watching sort of emerge um, from Free Movement is one, your passion for running and the way you're bringing that into your community too. I I was lucky enough to come for your birthday run. <laughs> was yes. it last year? Yeah. Hmm, what a year! I know. And and I really felt like that was kind of your kickoff to saying like we're going to be running now. Um, where where'd that come from? Why is that a piece of the mix now with uh, dance, yoga, cardio, sculpt, and running? <laughs>
1: Okay, so I have a very wonderful and amazing husband who I would say is like an elite runner and athlete. And so I've been watching him grow and get better and get stronger for quite some time now. Um in marathons and et cetera. And if you have not ever I'm sure no one listening to this podcast has not been to a marathon, but I will tell you, in the event that you have not been to a marathon to observe, please, please do yourself a favor and do that because it is life transforming and just so uplifting and empowering. And so after doing that for so long and watching him on that journey for so long, I thought, okay, what, what could this be like for me? And honestly, I got invited to be a co-captain on an AIDS run walk 10k a few years ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. so. I I knew that I was going to have to train. And so I did that. I completed that. And I was like, that wasn't so bad. And then, um, and then I just, I just kept thinking more and more about it. You know, I had always kind of in my, uh, notoriously hated running. It just never really felt great. And it was frustrating for me because, you know, I like, I don't know, I'm not super competitive, but I, I feel like I can do anything. So the fact that running wasn't really hitting for me was very frustrating. So, um another one of my favorite communities gumbo fit hosted a 50 mile five week challenge just as the winter was kind of starting and I got through that and I remember in that moment also feeling very much like okay, I accomplished this thing. I'm so proud of myself. It just had this different feeling from anything else I'd ever done before and I knew that if I felt that way, other people would too. So, Um, yeah, one day I got an email about the Chicago 13.1 half marathon. It's the first one that was ever going to be happening on Chicago's West side. And I was like, okay, I think this is my time to try. And because people at free movement shop love me so much and they believe that I won't lead them astray. Um, there were other people who wanted to join and so we made a run club and it's called Goodfoot Run Club, inspired by James Brown, obviously. Um, and we had nine people who ran the Chicago 13.1 with us. And yeah, we just kind of created another inclusive community, celebrating beginners, people who are
2: need of little
1: boost or who are looking to make new friends or who are looking to learn more about running it's very beginner lovely and uh yeah it was really fun
0: I love that and it, for you was was the half marathon about time or was it just about finishing
1: oh it was so about finishing I just wanted to finish and honestly again um the it's hard it's challenging it's very challenging and so finishing a half marathon was was all that i wanted to do and i did have goals obviously as we do and i i'm happy to say that i made my goals but i really just wanted to finish and i wanted everybody else to finish and i just wanted to create a supportive you know when you're leading a run club there's a lot more than just yourself um you have to Make things available for other people, you're cheering other people on, like you're getting through your own hard track days, but you're also trying to keep pace so that people also feel motivated. You know, there's all these other things that go into it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to finish and I'm glad that I did. I couldn't walk for like two days after, which that was only a half marathon. I'm like, how is this? How do people do this? <laughs> how do people do this times two? A lot of training.
0: Well, also I feel like those I couldn't. I did one marathon and I couldn't walk afterwards. Um, yeah. I had to take the stairs. Fun, fun story. Um, the day after the marathon when I ran it, which was like 2018, I think um, mm-hmm. the elevator was out in the building where we had our offices no. at that point. Yeah, and it it went out. Um, I will not give a shout out to this co working space. <laughs> because of this, um, elevator went out and I had to take the stairs up and down so many times that day. Um, Um, it was like the sixth floor, but I was miserable. Yeah. So that's what a marathon felt like to me, but I also did not train very well for it. So maybe other people feel better. You can ask you, yeah, Yeah,
1: I think you should. Yeah, you should, you should hopefully feel your training is You know, everybody says that's actually the marathon, right? It's like the training, that's what it's about. And so that I found to be really um, fun. And, you know, towards the end, I can imagine that's part of why I haven't run a full marathon yet is the training is so intense and just the amount of time and the commitment to be able to really prepare yourself. I just have to figure out how to balance that. But um, yeah, you got to train. You got to train, man. Okay. Let's talk about the kid, the kid stuff. Ah! So
0: you... You also launched Bash Kids Club, yeah. um, which I've loved um watching, but talking through how it ties into the free movement shop mission and where it came from in general, too, and also like what it is.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. So bash bash kids club bash stands for building active social humans. And bash came from needs, it's really a it's a need based <laughs> Uh, business, so I had kids, and I have friends who had kids, and there were free movement people who had kids who were like, "Can you please do things for our kids?" And I was like, "Yes, I can. Just let me just hold on. Just let me get free movement shop pause together, please, yes. and then we will expand into programming for kids." So, um, yeah, basic basically around the pandemic, uh, I had some people who reached out to me about some virtual classes for public libraries and uh, a few birthday parties or things, this and that I've been teaching kids my entire life um, as well. In addition to like dancing professionally, one of the other things that a lot of people do is they teach. So, um, yes, I had a lot of inquiry. And so I thought why not expand and start doing programming for kids? At first it was under the free movement shop umbrella and, uh, association and then I thought, okay, this is gonna get big enough where it should have its own space and it should have its own being and so um, yeah, around a year ago, it's still fairly new and it's grown so much it's insane but um around a year ago we started doing an after school program. again, this is like answering a need. so in my community in Blakeview, people needed after-school care and programs and I had free movement shop, the space. So I said, okay, yeah, we can, sure. We can make an afterschool program. I've worked in these a lot. I know what they look like. I know how to make them unique. So our kids dance every day. They do yoga. They, you know, there's that true active component. And um, yeah, that started with like, 10 kids and now we're officially a partner in a cps school and we have 65 kids in our after school program
2: uh, wow. this year
1: yeah so that's one that's one big bite of bash but we also are still growing and want to have our own studio space and want to start our own programs outside of the school um, but yeah, it's just it's been an organic, need-filled um business and brand. So
0: oh man. Um well yes. that's delightful. We'll we'll keep our fingers on the pulse there. I think yeah. Um I, I've had the pleasure of seeing you around like your own kids and I, I think you're the most like patient, loving, like human um yeah. when it comes when it comes to those those little Kiddos, just letting them like be and learn and experience life. Like I think that if if I ever have children, actually, I'm going to try to model myself or around you.
1: Thank you. And you know what? I think I also think part of what makes these two brands speak to one another in Bash and Free Movement Shop is that um, we're all human. We all need to play. We all need to have fun. We all need to continue to learn and. So some of the things like in an opposite way, some of the things that I bring to the little ones or some of the like kind of concepts that we work on are things that also relate to us as adults and how we can have more play and fun and be more experimental in our adult life. So I see a huge overlap on some of the things and how, you know, we all need to just relax you know? Play a little.
0: Play a little. Well, there is that book, um, is it called The Power of Play or Just Play? Um, either way, I read it back in the day. Um, it yeah. essentially reinforces this exact concept that play is essential to adult mm-hmm. creativity, happiness, and, and life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often become adults and think that we don't deserve to play or, Mm -hmm. um, that adults are serious and it's just not true. Like we as adults deserve that, the joy that we get from trying things, figuring them out, playing, failing.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So I'm going to throw a couple questions at you, Ashley, that were not on our list originally. Well, 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 well. (laughs) (laughs) okay. Let's, let's, let's do Uh, let's do some, some fun rapid fire. So the pandemic, (laughs) this is a fun question, right? Um, you, I think weathered it really well, but you want to talk about like the highs and lows of it for you as a business owner?
1: Yeah. Okay. So highs were okay. Well, no lows, lows were, why am I, why am I lows first? Why am I in a studio by myself? Uh, like trying to set up this audio equipment that I don't understand and it's so stressful and can you hear me now and no one can hear you and your video isn't working that day it's like all the technical stuff was like this is freaking ridiculous and no one signed up for this we uh live streamed our first class March 16th of 2020 Mind you, also, this was two months after we had moved to our new studio space in Lingen Park, expecting to have wonderful attendance and just grow and blossom and bloom. And, you know, it was going to be right on our amazing. Yes, it was going to be... Halstead. Amazing. Halstead. Going to be amazing. You know, yellow storefront. So cute. Loved it. Um, anyway, then two months later, we had to shut down. Um, mm. So that's, you know, that was a low. High is we grew a lot. We grew a lot because we street, we went directly to live stream. You know, there were a lot of, there were a lot of modes that didn't translate obviously because they were equipment based or they just didn't either weren't savvy enough to like figure out the technology or they didn't want to, which is fine too. Um, a lot of places were just like, I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to, um, but we embraced it. And so we grew a lot. We had some of like our first year in the pandemic was our highest grossing year of sales. And like so we didn't die. Um mm-hmm. the the part where it got hard for me and I kind of hit like an emotional I don't even it's like calling it a breakdown is not fair. It's just like I hit a bottle oh, where, where Yeah. I mean you can call it a breakdown, but it's like of course you would snap like this is no, it's completely normal to hit these bumps, um, so I tried to not give them negative terms, and I feel like the, t- the idea of a breakdown feels, like, kind of negative, but anyway, that's therapy, another thing. Um, I, I got to a point where I just burnt out. I just, I was teaching, like, three or four live stream classes sometimes a day, um, and just logging on and trying to keep it together for my community and i wasn't like taking care of myself and so yeah i got to a place where i just i couldn't even like open my computer like the 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 physical motion of opening my laptop like gave me anxiety and i'm like what how am i supposed to run a business if i can't open a computer so like obviously i tried to work as much as i could from my phone i tried to use an ipad oh like God. all of these things but like i just couldn't i couldn't do it so Um, yes, we weathered it. We got through it. I've learned a lot. We still have a pretty kick-ass virtual platform. We still live stream classes today. I mean, I, I definitely think we grew and, um, I think that people are just forever grateful for taking care of them during that time. So I think the, the commitment and community like bond that we shared is something that will last forever because we all really like took care of each other and showed up for each other. And we had virtual like um, meetups on Sundays where people could just like talk about whatever they needed to. We had a lot of 20 somethings who, and 30, whoever, whatever age, we had a lot of young people who really truly lived by themselves. Um, So they were completely alone. Um, So Yes, I think it was, it went better than I could have imagined. It's still very sad and it's still really hard. And I I do think that even now, still people are trying to figure out the balance of what feels safe, what feels right, what shouldn't, what should I do, what shouldn't I do, what classes, you know, what studios can I go to, how often. Like there's still, a pandemic and there's still a lot of risk you know but um we we did our we did our part we were closed for almost 2 years and keeping people um socially distant sure. we were we were very distant for 2 years and then you know it was like hey we we did as much as we could and we're coming back to in person and this is like where we need to be you know mm-hmm. absolutely um, okay. We, we could probably talk about
0: the pandemic all day, Yeah,
1: that could be like 15 more hours.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, uh, you referenced therapy in there. I also feel like we could could also just talk offline. Speaking of which, um, I think you and I actually have, as human beings have bonded over shared struggles in entrepreneurship. You and I talk like when when things are hard, when things are good, yeah. when we have questions about our businesses, yeah. or like when when we want someone to lean on um, mm-hmm. about any of those things. So as we've as we've gotten to know each other in that way, is there anything that you think other entrepreneurs uh, might look for in like an entrepreneurship friend, like we have in each other?
1: Uh, okay, yes. find first of all, find an entrepreneur friend. I.
0: Step one, Gina.
1: Step one. <laughs> step one. So Gina and I became fast friends uh, over DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, it was like early morning DMs, yeah. and I was like, "What are you?" And she was like, "Wait, what are you?" And it, and then we just we we made friends. But um, I think somebody who truly is going to listen. So obviously, I will call you when I need to vent or when I need advice, and sometimes. When you have an entrepreneur friend um, or just anyone who, you know, you confide in, sometimes people tell you what they think you need to hear before they've heard you or they, you know, so like finding someone that's truly going to listen is very important. Also, find someone who knows What the excuse my French fuck they're talking about. So, like, (laughs) align yourself with somebody who has experience who, and not just experience being successful and killing it and winning all the time, but successful in pivoting, success in, you know, making uh, hard decisions, success in, um, like, making mistakes. And, you know, somebody who has that perspective because that is what being an entrepreneur is. And if you're only talking to people who define success as um everything looking perfect, like you're not that's just not likely gonna help you in the times that you need. Um and then I guess and then also somebody who's gonna have your back. Oh, that is my other one. Is like, you know, someone who when you tell them, you know, shit is fucked up, excuse my French again, or sorry. Someone who tells
0: you... Just mark this as explicit. It's fine. Keep explicit. Going. Yeah, it's explicit. I'm um, sorry. It's explicit.
1: Someone who tells you, um, when you tell them, you know, something that you're, you're kind of like, you want them to be on your side. But um, I guess, I guess, you know, we all have, we all have hardships. And so when you have those hardships, someone that's going to have your back, somebody who's going to stand up for you or not just be there as like, you know, the pillow for you to cry on. But to also, I, I know a few times we've had conversations and you've said, what can I do? How can I help? Do you need me to send an email to this? Or do you want me to call? Like, So someone who has some action items or like the ability to help you figure out next steps and have your back is huge, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think for, for me with you, like, I always know if I call you like 99% of the time, like you're going to pick up my phone call. Cause you know, like Mm -hmm. if I'm calling you, it's like, I, I need a friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like, if I'm texting you, like you, you get me back and like you same, like have my back. So I I think those things like find a friend who Mm is, going to bullshit you about everything being peachy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll share like the good and the bad, yes. who has your back. Um, and we'll answer your phone call.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And same with you. Like if I see your name on my caller ID, I pick it up.
1: Yes. <laughs> pick, exactly. Pick, that's it what you Pick it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay, let's talk about goals. You've been on this podcast before. Ooh. Um and I am certain that things have shifted because you are a human weather vane. So you follow where mm-hmm. the trends take you and where your heart takes yeah. you. Um, yeah. But you, you had talked about wanting to launch an apparel line. And I, I do yeah. think like in some way, shape or form, you've uh-huh. done it. I've yeah. done it.
1: Um, we, have, we, because- have, we have some really great, we have some really great products and some really great campaigns that have been born out of free movement. and yes, I am very proud of that.
0: Let's talk about um exercise your rights mm-hmm. and any other like truly, truly incredible stuff you've made?
1: Yes, okay. so exercise your rights is um one of my faves. We did a series of hoodies, cropped hoodies, and uh, in all sorts of colors, mostly focused around getting people out to vote in 20 20 no yes that
0: sounds right because i picked it up
1: from your backtown studio that's correct okay so um and those really kind of like went viral like i actually was not i was not ready (laughs) for the popularity so it was like oh my gosh and then we were we had you know people have like facilities and stuff for this i remember talking to you and being like how do you ship all this stuff and do you use like i don't even what i was expecting to sell a couple of hoodies and we sold like it was like in the thousands it was like really oh a God. lot yeah um so that was that was like okay learning lesson number 1 is like be prepared be prepared for things to actually go really well um, plan for
0: popularity
1: <laughs> plan for popularity so that campaign went really well and it was not i don't make merch This is the thing. I don't make merch or um, make products to profit, although somebody on the other side is probably cringing about that statement. But I make them to um, market and build brand awareness. So if people are wearing it and they're telling people, oh, I got this from this really great place and they have these classes, blah, blah, blah. like That is where we make our money and how we generate our revenue off of products versus like trying to make it unattainable and expensive because we all know that margins suck. And so in order to make a dollar, you have to make everything so freaking expensive that you end up paying $80 for a sweatshirt. And who wants to pay $80 for a sweatshirt? You know? So, um, yes, that has been a thing. We've also, I mean, a lot of the things I make things in small batch, um, one, just because I don't like having a bunch of dead weight, uh, product that you just end up giving away but Mm -hmm. it makes it um it makes it more what is the word um not attractive but it's like oh I got it it's exclusive it feels exclusive so there's this brand it's called it's actually called Tin Man Elite um they're an Adidas brand or Adidas either sponsored or something or out of it it may I might even be saying this completely wrong. I'm so sorry, Tin Man. Yeah. But put it in the show It is it is a very cool thing, and they they launch in really small batches, and everything always sells out. And so that's that's my thing is let's make things that are campaign oriented that speak to a certain message. We've had will twerk for coffee shirts um, that were fundraisers for uh, a a coffee shop in LA that my friend started. Um, and yeah, I just try and be very intentional with what we create and what we say. And mostly everything always sells out. I just, we just did new beanies this week. They're so cute with like our yellow logo on them. And people keep, I'm like stressed because they're, we, it's the first day of fall. It's like, oh, we're going to have beanies. And now they're like all sold out. And I'm like, we don't even have any beanies. Like, you know,
0: I mean, very exclusive.
1: It's exclusive you know, small batch, small business, but also it's, a uh, yeah, it also makes it, makes it like a hot item. So.
0: Yeah. Pluses and minuses. Pluses and minuses. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say that you've really unlocked that goal. Um, yeah, there's more to do obviously, mm-hmm. but that's the thing about goals. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the um, okay. Thing. So before we get to the big, the big advice and kind of our closing questions is there anything else you mm-hmm. want to talk about as it pertains to free movement shop or just like any of the stuff you're doing.
1: Mm. Well, I don't know if you, if you have not been to free movement shop before, um, come and see us. We are just growing and my team is awesome. This is the first, actually it's the first time we have like a studio experience team. So we have a studio manager. Now we have, Studio assistants, like there's all these things that just make the experience um, better, in my opinion. So we're we're getting better and we're growing. Um, But if you have not been to free movement shop and you would like to come, um, maybe we can put some sort of code or some sort of thing in here. A freebie or something. So TBD on that. Um, But yeah, I just encourage everybody to start finding their freedom in their movement, not all workouts have to be hard and feel, make you feel exhausted and make you feel like, you know, you're dying. Like you can, you can also enjoy your movement and you can have fun and you can smile and you can still get a great workout. And yeah, so I just, I want people, especially now to just understand that our ability to move our body is a gift and you should love it. So.
0: Workouts like should be fun,
1: right? Workouts should be fun.
0: Okay, Ashley, that brings us to a really good closing question. So what, what's in a piece of advice you would give to someone walking in to their very first free
1: movement shop workout? Um, let go, let go. And if you feel like you have no idea what you're doing, you can mimic. So generally, most of our instructors are in our classes, especially the dance stuff. There's always at least the instructor and definitely probably someone else in the class that you can follow. And so take your focus off of what you're feeling like or what you feel you look like and just try to mimic, try to relate to what the other person is doing. And sooner or later, you'll realize that you're actually doing it. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my big advice is like, let it go. Um, and just do your best.
0: I love it. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me on. We got goals. Thank you for
1: having me on. We got goals. Okay. Bye. I love you. Bye. I love you.
0: This has been another episode of we got goals. Another thing that's better with friends. Thanks to Ashley Rockwood for joining me. And remember, if you want to try a free movement shop class for yourself, you can take advantage of a free class using code free Sweat. That's F-R-E-E-S-W-E-A-T. Just visit freemovementshop.com. That's F-R-E-E-M-V-M-T-S-H-O-P.com. And another big thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing, Ryan Barayuga for video production, and to you, our listeners, for subscribing and listening wherever you get your podcasts.